No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Hello, and welcome to New Right Network's Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harper, and my guest today is Tom Anderson. Tom, are you there? I sure am. Great. Tom is a radio talk show host on Fox News KOAN 1080 AM and 95.1 FM in Alaska, streaming globally on the TomAndersonShow.com. Tom, as a former Republican state representative, municipal school and zoning appeals board member and legal counsel, Tom has experience with politics, law and order and world events. He holds a BA in political science, a master's in public administration and a Juris Doctorate. Tom, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Sure. Well, I own and manage a PR and ad agency that focuses not just on digital branding. We've won some awards in in the radio world, but specifically our niche is in political campaigns. And so we've helped some candidates across the nation and centric to Alaska. We just helped Governor Mike Dunleavy, who was a former state senator, get elected, uh, defeat the incumbent independent Governor Bill Walker here in Alaska. And we've helped some county commissioner seats and state reps in other states. I just got back from Vegas. We've opened a satellite office there and also in Charlotte and are looking at opening one in New Hampshire and also in Atlanta, smaller offices where we can focus on those regions to help candidates at the municipal and at the state and then the federal level. And then my morning gig, as you referenced, is the Tom Anderson Show. It's my seventh year. We're now affiliated with Fox News. We come on after Brian Kilmeade and before Chris Plant and really enjoy that in the mornings. Okay, so Tom, seems like you've been rather busy and you are busy. So what are you hearing out there as far as on the political scene, the election and current events, what we see that's going on in politics with our president? Absolutely. It's a great question. Well, first of all, of course, the eyes are on Trump here this latter part of June 2019, because not only is there an election in 2020, and we are eagerly waiting on the conservative side, on the right side, whether you're moderate or conservative, it seems the notion is people are behind Trump, if not begrudgingly, vehemently supportive. And so what we're finding is that there is great enthusiasm. And you can go to the Washington Post or the New York Times and you can see the, and we we also poll as well, and we haven't polled nationally yet, but the surveys are showing, and I don't care which surveys you're looking at, Biden clearly, former Vice President Joe Biden and former U.S. Senator Biden under Barack Obama, it looks like he has the highest enthusiasm rate 
He has the highest overall support. It looks like Bernie Sanders second. Those are not surprises. But what we found interesting in the political advocacy circles, especially on the right, is that Elizabeth Warren has done so well for Massachusetts, particularly when there was the American Indian ethnicity card that she pulled. Ah. And she's, what, 1,000, something ridiculous in terms of her ethnicity level to claim and get this professorial job and some other things. We're somewhat shocked on the Republican side. I can't speak for everybody, but I know my right. inner circle that she's at the level. Fourth is Buttigieg out of Indiana. Uh, Kamala Harris, the prosecutor from San, San Francisco, smart, thoughtful. I'm not a fan of hers, but I certainly can respect. You have an African-American. It's nice to see ethnicity, female, very sharp. I'm just not a fan of hers. She right. would be fifth. No, no. And then Cory Booker looks like six in the Washington Post poll today. Right. Now, because everything that you just said, <clears throat> understood, but because the Democrats identify as being the party of identity politics, why is it you think that you don't have an African-American at the top of the ticket? Granted, Biden's name is out there, name recognition and whatnot, but when you hear them talk, he's everything that they're against. He's a white man. He has privilege, so they say. He's also older. Why don't you think Harris and Booker aren't polling at the top? I think it's name recognition, and I think it's whether whether you call it experience or not. I mean, he's somewhat iconic. He's a titan in the on the Democratic side, as yep. is Bernie Sanders, granted, on the far left. But I don't think it's prejudicial or, or racist as much as just they have so much name recognition. I mean, I, I don't want to see a Democrat win. I'm a Republican. <laughs> right. I don't so like right. it, but I like to see ethnicity. I'd like to see more women, and I'd like to see more people of color with conservative values. I mean, we have enough white guys. I'm a white guy, and I, I get sick of myself. Let me look in the mirror. I'm yawning. So, I mean, I say that in jest, but I, I would like to see, you know, I, I mean, don't, don't you miss Colin Powell? I'd like to see some, some uh, you know, of Indian descent, of American Indian and of India descent. Right. Pakistan, Middle East, I'd like to see Jewish. I mean, I, I don't know what your listenership, where they fall, but that's how I feel up here in Alaska. We're a melting pot, a tiny one, huge right. state, tiny population, 750,000 people, but we're a melting pot. I mean, we right. eight, 9% are Asian. Half of those are Filipino and Korean. And so we have a lot of African-American, a lot of Hispanic-Americans. So we definitely uh, value the ethnic diversity. And I'd like to see that at a national level. But with a conservative president of color, preferably female, we don't have that. We're talking about Trump now. And right. I think it's his to lose. Right. So that, that being said, with the diversity in Alaska, uh, do you think that there are people of uh, different backgrounds who are conservatives, but they're afraid to say anything out of fear that they'll be attacked? Absolutely. I'll tell you one that's not in fear, John Floyd, African-American, a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer. His wife, Kathy's African-American. They have kids. She's a retired National Guards woman. They now live in Henderson, joint between Alaska and Henderson outside of Las Vegas. He's my regional director at OptimaPublicRelations.com okay. for uh, our, our office in Arizona, California, and and. 
there in Nevada and he is not shy, but he, he and I have talked about that as an African-American. He said, I'm trying to invigorate more of my conservative black male and female friends that go right. to church with him, that are in Bible studies with him, that bleed red, white, and blue to get more involved. But I do think that there is such a stigmatism that it's disappointing. I'm seeing it less with like a Hispanic or an Indian or a Arabic or a uh, Asian, but you still see it with African-American disappointingly. Interesting, interesting. And, and I can attest to that. I myself am African-American and uh, a lot of my friends are happen to be of the liberal persuasion. And they're- you go, you're in the minority, in right. the minority. And in yet you're exactly, a hero exactly. to many of us who are you know, colorblind to ethnicity. I never think about that. If anything, I defend black Americans. If I was a right. black male, I'd be ticked off too. Someone, right. someone has a Confederate flag? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Right. Someone makes the N-word joke when 150 years ago that would have been a slave and the way right. we treated in the early 1900s. I'm not saying that to, to butt kiss you. It's fact. Yeah. So, right. And I'm Norwegian and German-American. We came late 1800s. You know, like many, we weren't involved with that. But it's like, no, I'd be ticked off too. But I would manifest it the way you do, Rob, not right. in a Black Lives Matter where you segregate and then someone says, uh, what about like Norwegian? Do we matter? Kind of embarrassingly, we ask the question. Everybody matters if you're <laughs> exactly. a person of faith. Exactly. Absolutely. So moving it more toward now are, are the current president, Donald Trump, you know, whom I think is doing a fantastic job. He, he's not perfect, but I think that he is, he has been true to his word and what he has accomplished in the first two years. No other president has done that. They usually wait to the their, their second term if they get a second term. Can you speak on that? Sure. Well, I think that he has delivered. And you can go online and you can look at, you know, volume-laden lists, voluminous lists that show areas where he has worked, whether it be delivering on, you know, the Jerusalem and the the, uh, the embassy, or those yep. are the simple ones, or getting out of the Paris Peace Accord, bigger one, uh, Iranian issues. And certainly now, I mean, look at what he did today. Even today, what's interesting, and I could go through the list, pro-military. I mean, you know this, Rob. Have we ever had in our lifetime, you're younger than me, I can tell by your photo, but have, right. have we in our lifetime, and I'm going to answer for you, no, have we seen the morale, maybe under Reagan, but the morale of not just the armed forces, but of doctors, nurses, and I can't speak for all of them. How about law enforcement, first right. responders, firemen? Right. It's very endearing. So those big deals. By the way, he runs, remember, you remember this, you're a political wonk, hence your, your, uh, your, your website and your affiliation mm -hmm. with concern conservatives in your podcast, think about his children, all supportive. They don't drink. They, I mean, they have their issues. One went through a divorce. Nobody's perfect, yeah, but right. they, they don't gamble. They're all working other than the one daughter and the son's too young for right. him. How about his ex-wives? All of them supportive. I mean, right. I have ex-wives. I, I don't have that always. Most people don't have that luxury. And that's because of his actions. Morally, is he the pastor-in-chief? Good God, no. Right. But I mean, the guy <laughs> is is determined and he's delivering and he's getting more and more people behind him. The, right. the question is, who will run against him, as you asked at the beginning of the podcast? And and I don't know. I mean, right. I, uh, Elizabeth Warren might be as formidable as a Biden. I don't right. think Bernie Sanders has a chance. I mean, and may I ask, what's your thought? Do you uh, do you think Booker or Beto O'Rourke from, from where from El Paso, Texas? Does he I'm have a show? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't think so. And from looking at the news today, it seems as if though, surprisingly, that Elizabeth Warren is moving up in the polls. Yep. I, I don't know why. I don't know what she brings to the table 
other than a lot of rhetoric of we'll give you this and we'll give you that. Yep. But and, and that professorial snooze factor, right? <laughs> I mean, you go on when you listen to her talk and then but, you see her try to hold a beer and wear jeans <laughs> and it's like, please, we, we know that you're, you know, putting on a, a facade in that. And I don't I don't think people of moderate intelligence and I'd like to think that your listeners and you and I are above intelligence, I'd hope right. we don't fall for that, even if we're not on her same party. But, you know, think of cocked and loaded. That's what yep. Trump said today. We're ready to go. And what Phenomenal. does he do, Rob? That's another reason why people appreciate Donald Trump. Yep. He does have a heart. He doesn't want to put us into war. He just saved 150 people's lives today, as you know. Exactly. You talked about it on your website today. Yep. It's very endearing. It's very yep. endearing. So that's why. Now, guess what he doesn't get? He doesn't get a pass by exactly. any of the liberal exactly. top 30, 40, 50 newspapers, nor from, sadly, Lester Holt, who I'm a fan of. Lester Holt did the news up here with his brother, at least lived up here with his brother and family uh, in Alaska at one point were here. But but e even the ones that you might hope would make a mention, the NBC producers, not certainly the MSNBC, you know them, you can list them, certainly not Huffington Post, Slate, uh, Mother Jones. Nobody gives him a pass to say he just saved 150 people's lives. Because exactly. he said it was an equal measure. Nobody gives him credit, but you and I and the folks on right. his team. Right, and that's I, I find that extremely amazing. I was watching the news today, and I was listening to Chris Wallace, and he started out by saying, "Well, you know, he did run on the fact that he wanted to keep us out of wars, but there's always that but. But he didn't deliver. So now Iran is going to look at this and say, "Oh man, we can push him over." I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is a measured president." Yeah. Everyone was saying that he was going to have us in wars and wars and he was going to press the red button and he didn't. Nope. And guess how much that drone was they downed? $125 million, that US yes. surveillance drone. And what did he do? He said, hey, we're ready to go if we need to. We'd like to continue to negotiate very Obama-esque. What exactly. did you say, Rom? Yep. Very yep. Obama-esque. But, but here nobody really comments or jumps on the bandwagon. No. He mentions the fact they've got old Chinooks and what M60 patent tanks. I was reading some of the some of the yep. arsenal they have. Not not a big deal. Back late 70s, we sanctioned them so much. Think right. about that. And then who did they fight? They fought their neighbor, Iraq. And then exactly. we took out Saddam Hussein. So, I mean, they've had a trouble history. We would wipe them out and it would be mostly air, air warfare. I'm glad we didn't go that route. I I mean, anybody, so I know you have some hard rights listening. God bless them. I'm not that hard of a right to want to see our military fall in harm's way right. unless it's absolutely necessary. And absolutely. if anybody has kids, trust me, if it was your kid over there, you'd rather have them alive than be a hero and a star on a cemetery plot. Trust Precisely. me. Right. And that is the reason why I was surprised that the left were pushing this. And then when he did it, they started attacking him. I'm like, no, had he went ahead and said, launch the attacks. They would have come up, walk up today saying, oh, how could he? Yeah. Why wasn't he thinking? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't. I'm yeah. like, this and guess what, Rob? Yes. You know this better than anyone. It's a political season. So what Absolutely. happens? Trump, I think, has some, he's not disingenuous. I think he may be political, but I think he's not, what is the term? Spinning the dog or, yes. or spinning the, he's wagging the, tail, wagging the dog tail. There you go. But guess what? The Democrats have to be political. And again, it just shows that there's a lack of integrity. I would love to see Absolutely. one of those presidential candidates, at least you and I could respect them and say, good on Trump. 
Yep. Good yep. for him today. I'll give him credit. But nobody wants to give that soundbite because we live in a viral age yep. in a good way, not in the health sense, but in a good and bad way online, where digitally someone like my firm would plaster that out to say, hey, this guy, even in a jesting way, lampooning way, supports Trump. And so right. they have to be careful. And guess what? If Rob, if you got hired to help Trump, you would say, watch what you say, too. It's uh -huh. the nature of the beast. Sad. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is. It is really sad that we have to walk around on eggshells because I was looking at this and I'm like, you know, he measured a measured president who could have said launch it, but he did it. And they yeah. wanted they wanted him to go forward and do it, although they were saying, oh, maybe we should. not But the moment when they woke up and realized that it didn't happen and now they're saying, well, you know, we still have got Friday night. We might wake up and he might launch an attack. I'm like, what? why aren't they just saying, hey, he made the right decision? Exactly. Well, and it's political and you get it and I get it and your mm -hmm. podcast followers get it. The other thing is this. You're seeing polls. That's another elephant in the room this week. I think that the polls are premature. Just ask President Absolutely. Hillary Clinton. who Absolutely. was going to win. Absolutely premature. And it's hilarious how they're saying, oh, well, he's going to lose. I'm like, wait a minute. Haven't they learned anything? Yeah, 14 months out. Give me a break. <laughs> Not even 14, longer than that because it's in November. That's the primary. But here's the other thing. These states, when you look at the polls, even if there's a margin of error that's close to proximity to accuracy, guess what? We do polls. We do polls all the time. We've done them regionally. We've done them certainly in the state of Alaska. Have a pretty good record with the outsourced groups that we work with. But I'll tell you this, instead of, in terms of stati uh, like statisticians and how they measure this, those swing states, I don't care if it's Michigan or Florida, they're too close to call. And if anything, Trump gained points today. So if you poll next week, I bet you it would be very different. And that's going to be cyclical and right. ebb and flow. We still have the holidays. We're not even through Absolutely. summer. So, I mean, many things can change. You know that. I know that. Anybody Absolutely. logical gets that. It's Trump's to lose. It is his to lose. But I think what the, and what the left is trying to do now is that they, they will try to ride this out and attack him because he did not launch an attack to try to cause doubt. People will say, oh, well, maybe he is indecisive, decisive, when in actuality, it's just the opposite. He was very measured and calculating, and he outfoxed them. I mean, I was watching, looking at the TV the other day, and I was watching when Senator uh, Schumer and Nancy Pelosi came from the meeting, and they were almost like high-fiving each other, thinking that he was going to attack. I'm like, these people are so disingenuous. They don't care about other people, only them, their own political. No, it's all about the game and it's aggressive. And if it was sports, you might like it. But even there, you want the camaraderie if you're a baseball fan or NBA or NFL. I mean, if someone's hurt, do you, you know, spit on them and kick them? No, you help them up and say, hey, I'm sorry about that. I mean, we see baseball players knocking balls into fans and right. crying and saying, I can't believe it. It's so different politically. Then you look at the regionalism. I'm in Alaska. We lean red. We're like a Texas. I was uh -huh. going to say we're like a New Mexico or Arizona or Nevada, God forbid, when Martha McSally, the former congressman, we helped her in some fundraising in, I recall, in Tucson two years ago. Then she runs for U.S. Senate, loses, but then gets appointed. Uh -huh. I mean, you're seeing some shifts in Nevada in other places, I'd like to see a reverse shift. You're seeing a shift in Wisconsin, right. but like in Minnesota, I would like to see some congressional seats come back. We're tethered in Alaska, not so much to Hawaii, which is very liberal, but like to the Pacific Northwestern states, talking about Idaho, conservative right. for the most part, talking about Washington and Oregon, very liberal, obviously south of that California, very liberal. And then right. you're 
in the New York area, East uh, Coast, Massachusetts, New York. It's very yeah. difficult. It's hit and miss, urban centers. That's why Democrats are saying, hey, guess what we'd like, Rob? Guess what we'd like, Tom, mm -hmm. audience? What? We'd like popular vote to elect the president. No um, way, because then urban centers could cause it. We want to keep the Electoral College because that makes it more fair and square, in my opinion. In my opinion, also, the notion that they would want to go to the popular vote, knowing that a lot of these, these big states that are liberal. Yeah, the, yeah, the big cities are liberal. L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, right. New York City, Boston, they're all liberal. So what would okay. happen? They would win. That's why. Right. And they would choose who the president would be. Of course. And, and the other thing about it is that you have a lot of millennials, the folks that are coming along behind us, who know nothing about they look exactly. college. They know absolutely nothing. They know nothing about socialism. It's, they're going to school, getting a public education, mis miseducated as to how the political system actually Correct. works. Correct. Yep. And, and it's so biased in the system. We see that with TV. We yep. see that with legal, with lawyers. Certainly right. the American Trial Association is not conservative. We see that a little bit in the medical industry, not as much. We certainly see that in publications. And as you alluded to, we see it in most universities. No, not Duke. No, not private schools, not Hillsdale College in Michigan right. and Primus coming in every week and month. But but I'm telling you, it, it's worse and worse and worse. What scares me, what scares me, Rob, is when you look at, for instance, Atlanta. What is Atlanta? Uh -huh. Other than Vancouver and Canada, mm -hmm. go look at your movies. And at the end, when the, when the credits roll, where right. are movies being produced after, you know, the, the Hollywood region and, and Orange County? Atlanta. Guess right. what folks are doing now? They're like, hey. We won't produce a movie there if the Georgia state legislature uh, maintains this. You can't have an abortion in the state of Georgia. Unbelievable. That's scary. Now, it and by the way, scary. I mean, I'm not super, I don't want to get into it, but I mean, I'm not hardcore pro-life. I'll be uh -huh. honest. I, I, I try to leave that to the, the female. I personally don't like abortion, but, right. but that one I'm conflicted on, just like some of the environmental issues. And I'm in Alaska, right. you know, so I mean, you think I'm hardcore pro-oil and mining, but I mean, it depends on the circumstance. I also right. like other nature and ecosystems. It's yep. like trapping. I like right. hunting and, you know, freedoms to use the gun, but I don't necessarily like trapping. And it's very big in Alaska. And I'm thinking, right. geez, it's 2019. You're still trapping. Go to Costco and get your meat. But I mean, each to his own. So the bottom line is, I understand that there are women that say, hey, it's my body. You know, I would like to see them lean pro-life. That said, there shouldn't be that type of threat. Exactly. Business yep. in an epicenter yep. like Atlanta. It's very scary. And you know it it's going to occur with mining, the Keystone Pipeline, yep. Yep. all yep. these places, fishing, who knows, manufacturing. Next, it'll be in Silicon Valley. That's what alarms me, that right. people are so fickle that they'll switch out of a threat. And take away jobs from people that deserve the jobs, that need the jobs, and say, hey, well, we're going to take our marbles and we're going to go home. I'm yep. like, it should never get to that point. And the no other way. thing that and they, you brought it up, you brought it up about faith and you brought it up about the building blocks of the family. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a Bible lover or a caveman follower, anthropology 101, it's the family unit. And Absolutely. faith within, even if we're an atheist is listening, they understand that having a good mom and dad is important or right. agnostic or a whatever your religion is. But I mean, that, that's the rudiment of society and it begets a good neighborhood. 
it. Everybody on right. your street, sociology 101, then a good community, then a good you know, city, state, you know the layers, city, state, yep. and federal, then nation, then global, have the Martians yep. come. I tell you, all the Europe, look at Will Smith <laughs> movies. We'll stick together, trust me. That's yep. sociology, and I wish we could get it to that root, and you would see better kids, but we have the broken homes, and it's not just black males. Everyone picks on them. It's yep. all, the, you know, across the board, parents aren't as engaged, and that's what scares me. You brought up millennials. I yep. hope that changes because you and I may not see it, but by the time we're 70, 80, 90, I'm nervous if things don't change. Absolutely. It, it is a very dangerous thing world out there when you look at it and what's coming behind us because these kids, they don't know. They're not being taught. They don't have that older person to say, hey, stop, look, you need to think about what you're saying. You know, or they don't have the thing. teacher in elementary school. Oh, the, or teacher. school. the teacher's exactly. too scared. Or they're leaving early. And by the way, for sure, they're vested after two or three years. And yep. for sure, they get a two. They go to Southern Mississippi State and get a two-summer master's. Now they get that raise. I, God bless our teachers in Alaska. I love them. I adore many of them. But not all are perfect. The cap is 90 grand. Remember, wow. they don't work for the most part in the summer. Well, that's a lot of money. And yep. guess what? I put my hand to my ear and cup the ear and I hear the cries. That it's not enough. My God, how much do you want? Some exactly. of our Alaska State Troopers, who doesn't pray for their safety and their families and thank them each and every day? But with overtime in rural Alaska, and I know you want to talk nationally, but they're making 150, 60, 70,000 in overtime, some over 200,000. Gee wow. whiz, we have to get union rates, development, teaching in school, medical in play. And that's, I think, through libertarian views of choice. And I don't have yep. the, well, there's no panacea, there's no magic pill. But but I think we need to continue the dialogue. And that's why I'm appreciative of, of blogs and podcasts like yours. Absolutely. We've got to get together. We've got to get the same thought, that thought process out there. Everybody has a different idea. But level heads have to be able to come together, a meeting of the minds, and talk these things through as opposed to accusing and pointing fingers and getting up and say, hey, I'm going to take my marbles and I'm going to go home because it's yeah. not my way. It's like, where did that come from? You know, this this born out of everyone gets a, a participation participation prize can't work that way. We have no. to. And by the way, not everybody wins, Rob. You know no. that school now, everybody wins. And if you look the wrong way, you're going to be certified as a bully. And then the school <laughs> right. district's education records. How about this? You just mentioned uh, people are going to take their marbles hypothetically and leave. How about just being gracious to someone who does do a good job? Like exactly. what Trump did today with Iran yep. saving all those people. No, we, we, you know what? It comes from education. Yep. It doesn't come from tear down negative campaign messaging. You yep. know that on both sides. I think yep. it comes from thoughtful, pragmatic, rationally based, bringing everybody to the table. I don't care if you're gay or if you're white or black or albino or short yep. or tall. That's the way to do it. As long as that's respectful. Don't get me into cross-dressing. It can go into any bathroom or run in the Olympics. Right. I'm talking about <laughs> moderate levels of inclusion where you respect people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and that, by the way, there are people that are transgender. That's fine. But I don't want a guy to run in a girl's race. That's a whole nother issue. But I don't want a <laughs> prostitute to get 20 abortions. Even yeah. if I side on women's rights, it's like those are very rationally based answers. Right. Right. And, and, and this is what we're up against today. And we need to have level minded people who will enter into the room and sit down and be prepared to have an open conversation so that we could get to the next level. Tom, I really appreciate it. We're up on the hour. 
you've been listening to The Right Now by New Night Work. And you can visit our website at newnightwork.com and follow us on Twitter at New Network. I'm sorry, the New Right Network. I'm your host, Rob Harper. My guest for the last 30 minutes has been Tom Anderson. And where can we follow you? You can follow me, TomAndersonShow.com is the best Facebook, and I do a little bit of YouTube, but TomAndersonShow.com on the East Coast, we're on 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. I think your folks will enjoy it. Terrific. Thanks a lot, Tom, and all the best. You too. Okay. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at NewRightNetwork.com. <laughs>